This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall, the teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars, and that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 26 of Land Parties. I am your host, Lucas Agan, and joining me, as always, is Ryan Smith. Ryan, how you doing today? Doing doing all right, my friend. Uh, I've been a little under the weather uh, since last week, so I've been uh, basically chilling. I actually went down and we set up a, a COVID test. Uh, so I took a COVID test yesterday. Again, I think it's more of my, my allergies and sinuses, I'm hoping. Uh, but, but we'll see. So I'm just, I'm just chilling out on that. I did, however, last night, uh, beat, uh, Kakarot, DBZ Kakarot. Uh, so I finished that. I, I was excited to finish that. That was awesome. Cause I forgot that when I was actually, it, it finishes essentially with the Majin Buu saga and, uh, at least with the storyline. And I forgot that during, when I was a kid, I, when I, I lived in Okinawa, we, when we left Okinawa, it was in the middle of the Majin Buu series or the Majin Buu saga, and I never actually finished it. So I actually got to see how it how it all like played out, or at least from a, a uh, you know, it, it wasn't every little piece of it, but I got to get the general gist of how it played out. So that was really cool. That was a lot of fun. That game is, I ended up getting the DLC or the season pass for it because uh, I know they've dropped some extra content for it as well. So that was cool uh, getting to finish that. But other that just just taking it easy what about yourself my friend yeah i tried to stay cool as much as possible uh the the fun part about living in vegas is the great summer heat we get plus when it's still 90 degrees out at 11 o'clock at night and (laughs) just no relief whatsoever but other than that it was a good weekend pretty relaxing pretty laid back um, yeah, no, nothing too exciting on my end. Yeah, well, I'm excited too, as you guys can see. Um, we we have uh, a guest here today, uh, and and what she is a part of is is absolutely amazing. Lucas, you want to introduce her, please, real quick. Exactly. Yep. Uh, we are excited to be joined by Kayla Cooper, who's a project manager at the Thousand Dream Fund. And if you guys have never heard of Thousand Dream Fund, it is an amazing organization. Kayla, thank you for joining us. And if you want to give a quick introduction to the, the organization, just in case people don't know what you do over there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, 1000 Dreams Fund or 1DF, uh, whichever one you know us by, uh, we are a uh, nonprofit who aims to help young women reach their dreams through funding, um, resources, and mentorship. So um, we started out, you know, trying to provide these scholarships to women in college to help them with those essential uh, needs like books, 
uh, going to conventions or, you know, conferences, anything to help them with their education so that they can kind of focus on what's important and actually, you know, taking that path to, to chase their dreams. So, yeah, that's what we're about. Fantastic. And we will get much more in depth uh, into that in just a little bit. But uh, before we get to that, we have a couple of quick topics we wanted to hit. And I think we want to start with Ubisoft. And they had a big reveal event to some games that they have coming out. Uh, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, uh, Watch Dogs, a lot of their heavy hitters. And well, let, let me just start here. Ryan, what did you think from what you saw overall from their presentation? Yeah, Lucas, I, I, you know, the, the Ubisoft Ford was a little underwhelming for me. I thought it was kind of boring. It was cool seeing, you know, Valhalla and AC and uh, uh, Assassin's Creed fans. You know, I know that they're excited for this. I, it looks gorgeous, uh, and I think it'll be fun to play. I've just never really been huge into the uh, um, Assassin's Creed, I guess, universe. I was more excited uh, for um, for Watch Dogs Legions. I played the first one. That one was okay. I never played the second one, which is free right now uh, on Ubisoft um, but this one looks really cool you have a cast of different characters that you can use uh, you have all kinds of the tools that you have from the first one being able to hack into people so that looked uh, that looked really fun um, you have hyperscape that just came back out uh, it's in uh, open beta right now overall it was uh, it was solid but uh, you know I'm not gonna lie it was a little it was a little cut and dry for my taste yeah you know it was good to get a look at some of these games. We, we all knew that pretty much all these games were coming, so there were no big shockers or surprises. Uh, I will say Ubisoft seems to have this corner of, of slightly underwhelming reveals and presentations. Uh, if you guys go back to, we talked about this before, when they originally revealed the settings of, of Assassin's Creed, they did that live drawing, which was cool in concept until you got a couple hours in and they were still drawing the new setting and you were just waiting for them to finish uh, you know and even thinking back to past e3s ubisoft just had the most awkward presentations it seemed like you know they would get these hosts who would try and mix comedy with it and it didn't always hit uh they had a, a run where they had aisha tyler be their host at e3 and let, let's, let's just say ubisoft doesn't always hit the mark on their presentations but I am excited for Watch Dogs. I am excited for Assassin's Creed, although I don't think I've ever finished an Assassin's Creed game. Um, I tend to I tend to struggle with games that are really, 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 really long. And when you have all these side quests, I just get off the path so easily. And then I go, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing to continue the main story. And so I think the setting's cool. Uh, hopefully it'll be fun. Hopefully it'll be fun. Kayla, did you get a chance to watch any of, of that reveal? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I, I can definitely agree in the fact that I think Assassin's Creed is just so big. And it, that's what it has going for it, of course, you know, that open world aspect. But I think at one point, there's a line that you you get almost too big, you know, overwhelmingly big. And like you, I find myself kind of going down the line and um, doing side quest A, side quest B, trying to get the coolest sword in the whole, in the entire series. Um, and then, and then I'm like, wait a second, what, what's the main story? Um, but I definitely think, you know, one thing that 
Ubisoft does and, and nails on the head is the aesthetics of their games and and you know the graphics and and how truly beautiful some of these titles look. You know, Far Cry, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, all of them. Honestly, you look at their trailers and you're like, wow, this this really looks amazing compared to some of the other AAA games that are out there right now. Oh, so do you have one of those games that you're looking forward to most out of that bunch? I definitely think Assassin's Creed. Um, you know, I, I, I Far Cry, I've never really gotten too into. Um, I know I have a lot of friends who are kind of hyped about that. and um, But I, I just can't seem to, you know, really bite into those games um, like Assassin's Creed. I think that's one of those first staples of when I got into gaming. Um, you know, playing the first one uh, back in the day, I remember trying to completely play through the whole thing in one sitting because it was it was absolutely so fun. So I think that's what I'm looking most forward to. And I've really been enjoying just seeing all the different news and all the different things come out. Like there's been a steady flow of information gaming wise throughout this summer. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun, you know, being able to check out these events. Uh, I've, you know, I've li- live streamed some uh, commentary over some of them. Uh, it, it's just it's just cool getting getting all this news. Um, but yeah, it was it, you know, Ubisoft is, is is doing their thing. Don't forget, guys, too, if you have not and you do have uh, Ubisoft, go to that launcher. Make sure you're picking up the free games because just like most launchers, uh, uh, they also have free games uh, that they're dropping. Like I said, Watch Dogs 2 is free on there right now, I believe. So good on you, Ubisoft. You did good. You did good. <laughs> moving on though real quick i had to talk about this dude like this was such crazy absolutely crazy news to me uh it turns out that and i'm not even sure exactly when it happened but you guys remember us talking about amazon's uh moba uh crucible it released probably about a month month and a half ago right uh, it turns out here, I, I want to say within the last week or two, they actually took Crucible and and put it back into a closed beta. I have never heard of a company going, taking a game that is openly re- released and putting it back on the shelves. I, I, have, I, have, I have a couple feelings about this. Number one, good on you, Amazon. Uh, you, you guys clearly had issues with this game. People are experiencing issues with this game. They're not enjoying uh, uh, <laughs> what you guys have put out. Again, I've played the game. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty fun. There's just not a lot of meat to the game. There's not a lot of meat to the game. It's, 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 kind of stagnant the characters are fun to play with the the i felt like the mechanics were fun but i think the lack of content and the lack of modes uh number one and then there's a lot of people that were experiencing issues with like lag and 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 things like that so they went they took the game and they put it back in the closed beta i'm not sure how it works exactly i went to fire it up to see if i could still get into the game and i can still get into the game so i'm assuming that if you already had the game that you still have access even though it's in closed beta um, but I don't know that you can actively go out now and and uh, and get it. And this follows on the heels of them uh, delaying New Worlds, uh, which was their uh, MMORPG or the MMRPG. Uh, they delayed that. That was supposed to come out this fall, and they delayed that until uh, spring of of uh, twenty one. So this is kind of an, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, is it, this is a very underwhelming start for Amazon. Um, and, and, and it's weird to me because you would think 
you know, Amazon. They've got all the money in the world. They've got a ton of resources to get this stuff right. And and they just failed to, to hit the target there. It's kind of disappointing. I'm not going to lie. It's... <laughs> it's mind-boggling to think that Amazon was basically like, yeah, we're going to unrelease our game and we'll get back to you eventually. <laughs> it... <laughs> It it is good that they recognize their issues, and it's good that they're gonna. I'm assuming try and and uh, make it right. Uh, but just talk about egg on your face. A company as big as Amazon, you know, with you know having Twitch at their disposal, ready to make a big splash, and to come out and basically have to retract your game and be like, look, talk to us in a little bit. <laughs> Things will be better. I mean that that's. A, a pretty massive misstep. You know, you talk talk about first impressions. It makes me wonder: Does Crucible have to go through a rebrand? Like, is is that is that name now damaged goods enough that even if they relaunched it, people are going to be like, "Look, that was the game that you released and took back." <laughs> However, we do still have Pac Man Live that is slated to go uh, live this year as well. This is another game from Amazon, uh, which is going to utilize, and they're working directly with Twitch uh, in order to integrate. Uh, uh, you know, again, kind of kind of like Hyperscape, we're going to be integrating, and I'm not sure exactly how it's supposed to work with Pac Man Live, but there's Twitch integration directly built into it. So hopefully, they can they can do something with Pac Man Live, and uh, you know, they're able to to least get something uh launched and and <laughs> and good we'll we'll see how that plays out but uh yeah this was i mean overall I, I mean it's just it's just disappointing to see that this is that this has come to to these measures however the fact that you know i, I gotta give them props they they are taking the time they're basically saying you know hey we don't want to put out a, a, a game that you guys aren't going to enjoy. We see that you guys are not enjoying this stuff. We're going to come back and rework it. And you know what? Since we're reworking this, let's go ahead and pump the brakes on New World and make sure that's good. I have a buddy that's that's been in the uh, uh, alpha or that's been in it since like the alpha of it. And and he kind of uh, said the same thing as uh, as Crucible. He was like, yeah, he's like, it's fun. It's good. But there's just not enough meat to it or anything that's going to, cause I mean, again, you got to think too, they're going to be competing against all these other IPs, these huge IPs. Uh, you better have something. You need to have a product that is going to be stellar. That's going to absolutely stand out from other IPs. Uh, and, and, you know, right now it just kind of seems like they're just making games that already exist. <laughs> so we'll see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah, Caleb, where do you fall on that? Like when when you see a game kind of go through some some drama like this, what does that? Are, are you excited to see a studio try and and fix things? Does does that kind of end your interest in a game? Where, where do you fall on that? Um, I think I honestly agree with you know uh, what we've seen with. For example, Cyberpunk, when they kind of announced, you know, hey, we have to push back our release date because we know that this game is not finished. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think when you look at a big company like Amazon, who has the resources, who has, the, you know, the, the time and money to essentially make, uh, you know, this huge AAA game, you, they need to pack a punch with it. You know, they need to, to back it up, um, especially when they have such huge ties with Switch. Um, as we know, when it comes to MMOs, Twitch is probably, you know, the place to make or break a game in a lot of ways, you know, Fortnite, Apex. Um, if you're going to have a game that's, you know, often similar, uh, you're going to have to try to identify what's going to make it different and, and how can they 
um, use their force that they have with Twitch to accelerate them in the right direction. Um, and I think that's what people are hungry for. They're hungry for, you know, uh, Hyperscape is doing it. They're, they're integrating Twitch. Why, why can't Amazon? And I think like we said, um, you know, Pac-Man, maybe, yes, that'll, that'll be it down the line. But I think again, people are so, they want more, they want more, um, with Crucible specifically. So I think it's good they pulled it back and they're trying to kind of take a look at how they can fix it. And I, I, I commend them for being able to kind of take that step and, and say, okay, we, we got a problem here. Let, let me ask you both real quick because we've, we've seen you know games in, in recent years go through big changes from when they're first launched. Uh, a game like No Man's Sky comes to mind, a game even, even a game like Fallout 76 and that kind of stuff. By all accounts, the changes that eventually were made were good and the game became more playable or more entertaining than it was at launch. However, that first impression was already made and I think most players had ditched those IPs before there was even that chance. So do you guys worry or do you guys think that the the, the first impression from Crucible was already made, that they're kind of behind the eight ball and trying to reintroduce a game that, that was out in the wild for a little bit already? I think they're so early in the game already to, to kind of take that step. Um, and that's something that I think No Man's Sky was was late to. Um, although I, I agree that the changes they made were super beneficial for the long run of their game, the long term. Um, but Crucible is kind of doing that, you know, in their first launching phases. Like you said, you know, it was in this, this beta form and um, they didn't really... I feel like the ball wasn't rolling quite yet. Um, so I personally think they still have that chance to relaunch, replatform, um, and, and kind of come in hard with those changes that they're going to make. Here's my deal as far as with that. Uh, I was a day one as far as No Man's Sky person. Uh, I was actually on a road trip from New York back out here to Vegas, and I took my PlayStation with me because I knew it was dropping, and I was like, I've, I've, I've got to play day one <laughs> the moment it comes out. And I, I did, and instantly I was like, this is nothing like I thought it was going to be. Uh, this is fun. It's cool being in space, but, you know, it's so lonely. It's so lonely. Uh, I've got a whole universe to explore, and it's just me. Uh, this is not what we talked about. You know, we talked about multiplayer, we talked about this, we talked about that. Uh, you know, I, I completely dropped off from it uh, shortly after it launched. You know, I, I was just uh, I was just bored. Uh, it, it was boring to play. Uh, absolutely gorgeous, but boring. Uh, it, 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 you know, it's come a long way, and I'm really hoping that uh, Crucible and these mm -hmm. other IPs from Amazon, they're able to turn it around and really do justice uh, for the community that, that, that want these games to be good. Interesting. Yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, I, I will say the pressure's on. Amazon's got to stick the landing now, though. They, 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 they're getting the restart, and uh, yeah, it, it, they got to land it now. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Let's let's take a quick break and then come back. We're excited to speak with Kayla and and what they're doing at the Thousand Dreams Funds. Um, we'll be right back, guys. Stick around. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite team and events. And there's no better place to start than Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. 
Can't wait for your team to come back? Bet Online has futures odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out our daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. And welcome back. Thanks for listening to that short message. And we are super pumped to get into this. Kayla, Thousand Dreams Fund does a lot of fantastic, amazing work uh, for for women in a lot of different fields. Let's start with the summer streams that are going on right now. Guys, if you have time, please support this. It's going on today, our, our drop day on Wednesday and Thursday. Talk a little bit about the summer streams for us. Yeah, so um, summer streams is one of our four annual events that we have um, throughout the year. So we have one in the spring, one in the summer, one in the fall, and then one in the winter. Um, this kind of branched from our, our first fundraiser we had in March of 2018. We, we, we teamed up with Twitch uh, for Women's History Month in March, and they worked with us to find some of the leading women on Twitch to put on the front page while fundraising for our broadcaster grant. So, um, you know, we kind of kicked things off in, in that year and kind of came out super strong uh, and were able to take every single dollar that was fundraised from that event and put it right back into our broadcaster grant. So um, that's what summer streams came from. Essentially Uh, we have, you know, 18 fundraisers, six each day throughout the day. Um, They all are kind of banding together to, uh, you know, make a difference, pay it forward, pay it back to, you know, the women on the same platform that they're on right now. So um, as you saw, you know, our first one is Lark online. She's a DJ. So, you know, we, we try to uh, kind of keep things fresh, change things up. We think, you know, Art and music on Twitch is so important, but it's definitely one of those untapped parts of of the platform, I think, you know, um, oftentimes people think Twitch is just a a gaming platform for only video games, but it really is not. It's it's for everybody. so yeah, that's that's what Summer Streams is all about. We're trying to bring together, you know, 18 artists from different, you know, aspects um, from around the platform to, to come together for one event. And how did you choose and, and get together the lineup for this? Yeah, so uh, we usually put out a call to action to our communities. So that's, you know, people who have supported us in the past, people we funded, um, folks we've met, you know, for example, at TwitchCon um, and, and invite them to kind of you know, take part or sign up. And then we do the same thing on, on social media. So, um, this huge call to action, Hey, come join us for this awesome event. Um, and, you know, sign up and let us know when you're available. So, um, from there, we try to make sure we have a mix of new faces and, uh, faces we've worked with before. So this year for summer streams, we actually have three people who have been funded by us. So, you know, they've kind of had that, uh, first, face experience of I received money and and funding through the broadcaster initiative. I'm going to go ahead and take a stand and and help fundraise now at this point. So it's really awesome to kind of see, um, you know, that come full circle at one point of, of taking, you know, uh, that pay it forward motto seriously. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we, 
we truly believe there's this this huge gender gap that um, is is in gaming overall. You know, broadcasting especially. Um, you know, if you look at some of the stats, um, as far as you know, who's the who's the top folks on 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 Twitch right now? Um, to put it in perspective. Um, I'm going to reference an article by Casino.org. Um, they actually kind of took the top uh, 25 female streamers and top 25 male streamers. Um, and back when Ninja and Shroud were on the platform, they alone had more followers than the top 25 females. So um, right now, I, you know, Pokemon is, you know, number one. Um, but she still only is, I think, around the, the 20th mark on, on the top streamers on the entire platform. So um, it, it's just, you know, this this money is, is, is to kind of help, you know, close that gender gap. Um, provide them that that funding um, to help them get those those you know expensive pieces of tech that you often need to make you stand out amongst the crowd, um, so that they can you know go ahead and focus on the type of content that they you know creating on the on the platform. Yeah, absolutely. So um, right now we actually have two separate funding. Uh, programs. So New Face of Tech Scholarship Program, it opens up in the fall this year. Um, that is specifically for women in STEM and STEAM. Um, we are offering uh, funding up to uh, $1,000. And basically, we, we set out to, you know, kind of uh, find those those women who are driving change within, within STEM and STEAM. So, um, you know, we, we team up with uh, Harmon on that, which is actually a Samsung company. Um, they work specifically in the tech side of things. So we also provide, you know, a, a extra resources through them. Uh, last year, we were able to have mentorships for those folks. So um, although, you know, funding is very crucial in that aspect, oftentimes you find these women don't know where to get their first step or how to get their foot in the door. Um, so, you know, mentorship is, is just as important and those resources to learn from someone within your field is just absolutely invaluable. You know, and, and we've seen some of the great work that, that you guys do firsthand. Uh, I w was lucky enough to be able to be out there to do a story uh, in December when you guys had uh, some of your group visit the HyperX Esports Arena out here in Las Vegas. Talk to us a little bit about the Broadcaster Academy and what they're learning, you know, not just to be in front of the camera, but in, in all phases of production around there. Absolutely. So, um, you know, our Broadcaster Academy kind of takes what we've instilled with the Broadcaster Grant of, of funding and takes that even one step further. So um, our Broadcaster Academy fellows actually get an all expense paid trip out to the arena, uh, just like Lucas said, and they are able to kind of, you know, meet those folks within their professional fields to have a day to shadow them in person. So, um, you know, and some of our trips last year, we had folks in the caster booth um, actually casting the event, um, you know, kind of taking turns throughout the night to get their on-hand experience of what it's like to kind of be in front of that camera. However, they also got an insight into, you know, the production room and, and you know, what, what it takes to make an event like this be successful um, and, you know, kind of what they can do to help prepare themselves for taking that first step. Um, and something new we're doing this year is uh, we're actually having virtual mentorships with our gals. So we had 10 fellows this year who uh, were mentored virtually from folks from HyperX, folks from Allied Esports, um, and, and everywhere in between. So we had 
people from cloud nine who were able to step up and say, okay, um, this, this specific woman is interested in competing professionally in this space. So let me go ahead and, and mentor her and let her know my experiences and how she can kind of benefit. So, um, and then we just also announced our partnership with Hitmarker. Uh, so Hitmarker is actually a jobs board for esports and gaming. And we are launching a workshop later this month on July 30th, um, which is absolutely free to folks who are SVP. And it's kind of an even further inner workings look from Hitmarker themselves on how you can kind of prepare yourself for the job field, prepare yourself for an interview, um, cover letter and resume tips, because I think that is something also in the gaming space uh, that, that a lot of folks don't know where to begin. So um, it's just, you know, taking their w- what they need to help them professionally and kind of chase that dream um, and trying to provide the re- those resources to help them out. You know, it's interesting because especially in the gaming space, we're in we're kind of that first generation to have grown up with it. So there, there's not a lot of guidance in place yet you know it can be overwhelming for a lot of people i think you know they they have this dream but they don't know what are those first steps to take but just because there's not a lot of people that have done it before them and so talk to us a little bit about the importance just just of 1df to providing that and how has how has this program evolved do you think in in just even these last couple of years to to adapt to changes that you've seen and in, in what what these women need as they start pursuing their dreams here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we went back in time and, and tapped Kayla on her shoulder when she was younger, while she's playing Zelda on the 64 um, and, and you, and you said, Hey, you can have a job, you know, doing this <laughs> uh, in front of people um, or, you know, competing in it professionally or, you know, even, you know, what you are doing right now essentially, uh, you know, reporting on those things that interest me, you know, um, I would have thought you were crazy. Uh, <laughs> so even, you know, in, in middle school and, you know, in high school, it still seemed like a dream that was out of reach, uh, or something that just didn't seem, uh, you know, doable within the immediate future. But I think, you know, even the past five years, we're able to have these kind of folks who are, um, you know, stakeholders in the progression of esports and broadcasting and gaming uh, to make a, a huge difference. I mean, Ninja is probably, you know, whether you you watch the guy or not, you know who he is, <laughs> you know his name. Um, and I think that in itself is just one example of how gaming continues to grow each year. So, um, you know, with our, our launch of the Broadcaster Grant in March of 2018, you know, we're still young in this initiative. But to show that, uh, you know, we went from one fundraiser in 2018 to four fundraisers each year. Um, And then, you know, essentially added this new program for the Academy on top of that. It, it, it's crazy to kind of see that progression um, between that. So now we're over, you know, nearly $200,000 raised in two years, and we funded over 100 women with a grant up to $2,000. It, it's it's so refreshing and so amazing to be able to be a part of that growth. Yeah, when you hear some of these stories that, that these young women are, are sharing and some of the obstacles they've had to overcome, that... <laughs> That, that's got to be emotionally rewarding. And, you know, when, when you see their life kind of change directions 
and you you guys had a hand in, in that. I mean, that that's got to make everything worth it, and all the hours that I'm sure you you have to put into this. Absolutely, and uh, you know, once you're part of the broadcaster community in general, it's uh, you know, even if you've just received a grant, it's it's not like you get your funding and and we say goodbye. Uh, you're invited to join our Discord. We keep you a part of our membership program. You can sign up for our newsletters, um, and you get those additional opportunities. Like last year, we were able to take um, one of our recipients to the eSports Awards, and she actually presented on stage um, one of the awards. So um, that's just one example of how you're able to continue to get those opportunities beyond your funding you know, uh, time or your time with the Academy uh, to continue that professional uh, you know, development in your life. But it's it's so great, and like I said, the uh, the first time that I went to the HyperX Arena, it's just mind boggling to be able to see in person um, what it's like to really be in this field and to be able to meet those women that we're funding and to see them get those experiences. It's it's very fulfilling, and it, it really feels like it's coming full circle, and you're kind of making a step in the right direction. Um, I honestly think, you know, we have those those staples and, and those pillars of what we need to continue our work and continue working towards what we're striving for. I think right now it's just making sure other women know about, you know, the broadcaster initiative in general. Um, you know, I, I've had a lot of folks who will, you know, find us on social media or join our Discord or, um, you know, message me specifically. And they're like, wait a second, this is a thing. This is something that I can do. Um, wow. <laughs> so I think right now it's just um, increasing that outreach, increasing, you know, where we are as far as, you know, how many folks know about 1DF and, and the broadcaster initiative and continue to build that community because we would be nowhere without that community. Uh, you know, it's all about women stepping up to pay it forward by fundraising and those funds ultimately go right back into the, you know, the platform and the community. So, um, that's, I think, where we we want to expand even more. You know, if you're interested, join us, you know, follow us on social media, join our Discord. And there's going to be, you know, ongoing programs that even outside of broadcasting will, you know, benefit you um, down the line. Have you had, uh, as far as uh, just uh, support, I know that you guys are getting support in the uh, the Twitch sphere. Are there any other uh, uh, people or other areas that uh, you guys are seeing that people, you know, that women are, are coming in and and supporting the cause and, and supporting these scholarships and whatnot? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, with being partnered with HyperX on our academy, we've been able to kind of work with those who are within, you know, their influencer programs and who are part of their, um, you know, uh, partnerships, for example. So when we launched our academy earlier this year, we actually had Foosley step up to kind of help with that outreach. Um, Ubi no Kaiju also stepped up to help with outreach. Um, things like that. I think it's just so important for us to further that, idea of women empowering women, uh, you know, because to see that support from other folks are in that place that you want to be, it, it's so empowering. And, and oftentimes we don't see 
that kind of representation, for example, at E3. Um, you know, it's usually men who are stepping up on the stage and, and hosting the show. So to be able to to see that representation and see yourself in those roles, um, that in itself can can be the, the make or break for a lot of women. How can people support, you know, uh, outside of these streams if, if – not, they should be listening to the day we release, but say they listen a couple <laughs> days late. How else can they help support? Yes. Yeah, so um, what's really cool about our fundraisers is although we do have these four big events that are essentially us having a great time with our fundraisers and a big party of support, um, you're able to fundraise anytime that you'd like. So um, if you're interested in fundraising, you can sign up on Tiltify. So you could go to our site and it actually has a right below our broadcaster initiative, a direct link to our Tiltify. Um, however, outside of that, you know, resharing these programs, uh, a retweet can go a long way. Like I said, I think it's just people who don't know we're not here yet could be benefiting from the funding or the experiences that we're offering. So yes, resharing, following us on social media, joining our discord um, and, and just being there to kind of show up and, and show out for your fellow women, even allies as well. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, if, if I can ask during this kind of quarantine, we we've seen both the good and bad sides about this industry and you know the we, we've seen the power of it and we've seen areas that that obviously need to get better where do you think this industry needs to start heading to kind of take those next steps in its evolution yeah absolutely i think like you said with with everything going on in quarantine we have a lot of eyes on twitch that are new um you know some folks are they're wondering how am i going to get my form of entertainment now that, now that sports are are donezo. Um, so we do have a lot of people who are new to Twitch who, who are getting those firsthand experiences. So if they load up Twitch and the first thing they see is, um, you know, for example, trolling or bullying, that's, that's a representation of our entire platform right there. So I think the next steps is just, um, you know, specifically trying to make sure that we're enabling and empowering, uh, women to feel safe on this, on these platforms. And that goes for all marginalized groups as well, not just women, um, making sure that we're putting in those that work to allow moderation tools and, uh, you know, making these places safer for everybody. Um, I think that comes down to making sure that you have, you know, women, black women, women of color on your boards or in your PR or on those decision, uh, you know, making teams to know how can I support them? How can I, you know, um, prevent this next, uh, potential, you know, uh, injustice essentially. Um, and I think it just comes down to listening to those marginalized groups and they know how to protect themselves oftentimes. So yeah, just giving them a platform, letting them speak their, their truth and, and learning how we can grow as a community and how we can continue to, to make those changes. Do you see those conversations starting to happen and what can be done to, to make those conversations happen easier? Yeah, I think, you know, they're definitely starting to happen as we've seen on social media recently. Um, I, I think that the pressure is definitely on for, you know, Twitch and, you know, these AAA game titles and developers. Um, the pressure's there from social media. Um, unfortunately, I think the reason we're seeing some of this change happen is because the system that we currently have, it's just not doing it anymore. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not there to protect 
you know, women or the black community or, you know, the, everybody of, of color within these in these spaces, we unfortunately have to step on social media and call those people out um, to even make a difference. Um, it, it, it's sad that we kind of have to rely on each other to have each other's backs, but that's the, the, the truth right now. And I think, uh, you know, for example, the Twitch blackout that happened earlier or at the end of last month in June, um, that is just one example, whether you participated or not, um, kind of speaking with your time and energy and your money, it, it truly is going to kind of allow these companies to realize, hey, there's something wrong. Um, and unfortunately, if that's what we have to do to make ourselves heard, that's what we're going to have to continue to to do to make a change. You're 100% correct. Calling these people out, not letting them continue to be in a place of power and building building a, a space that that is inclusive uh, to everybody, uh, no matter what. That's what it's really about, is being able to enjoy each other, being able to socialize each, uh, with each other. And, and we do have to, unfortunately, we do have to look out for each other, uh, our brothers and sisters uh, here in mm-hmm. this space, uh, because there are a lot of bad people or a lot of people that are just out there doing things and we're only now starting to see this uh, bubble up. So I think an organization, an organization like yours is is super important. I'm excited to see. Do you think that you guys would have, uh, you know, maybe look to do something down the road, uh, possibly that gives people uh, a voice like within uh uh, the issues like that, or maybe set up a program. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. There's so many different ways you can go with that. I feel. Yeah, we uh, we actually have a monthly uh, interview style podcast, essentially that's on, on the Twitch front page as well. So it's usually the last last week of the month. Um, so this this month will be on July 29th at 5 p.m. EST. Um, so usually we utilize those shows to kind of talk about what's going on, um, or you know we also utilize it to provide those resources. So for example, earlier this month we actually had um, somebody on her name is mad madam m um, or emily she is part of uh black brown girl gamer code and black girl gamers um and she kind of came on to talk a little bit about the importance of you know providing a platform and a voice for uh you know black women and in, in, in the black community right now and um you know that black women and the black community do not exist or do exist outside of just Black History Month, <laughs> you know, and it's not just, you know, we can't just be empowering those folks once a year. We need to be empowering those folks all the time. Um, so, you know, later this month, we plan to have on uh, Sir Caitlin. She actually was kind of one of the spearheads to kind of help push the Twitch blackout. Um, she actually has fundraised for us before. Um, so she's going to come on and talk a little bit about, you know, um, what they had in mind when planning this kind of how this spiraled into almost virality on, on Twitter um, and, and you know, what they could have done to maybe make it even better, you know, how, how they could have, you know, improved events. So, um, you know, that's just a, a few examples of, of our podcast, but we've also had folks on um, such as uh, Galen. He's actually a financial planner and he went over, how to financially plan for taxes as a broadcaster or an esports athlete, and I think a lot of people when they start broadcasting, they don't know where to start, and they don't, and when tax tax time comes around, they're like, hold on a second, I owe this much. <laughs> yeah, so so that's that's just you know uh, a little mix of what's going on, uh, and, and also those resources that are untapped, I think, and and definitely needed in this space. So, um, yeah. 
that's what we're trying to do in our end. <laughs> I, I love Sir Caitlin, by the way. I'm friends with her. Uh, it's, it's awesome that, you know, yeah, they, that I didn't realize that, uh, that she had been on and, and worked with you guys as well. Uh, but I think it was, yeah, her and third, uh, third artifact, uh, that really kicked off that, that, uh, Twitch blackout. And, you know, I, I thought it really, you know, it, again, it brought awareness. It, it kind of forced the hand of these companies, uh, Twitch specifically to address the issues of these allegations that were coming out. And, you know, again, I, I still, they need to do more. I don't, you know, I don't want to just see an email, uh, about, Oh, you know, we, you know, this or that. I want to see actionable change. I think everybody else wants to see actionable changes, uh, happening in this space because it's not okay. Uh, what's happening. Just not exactly. Exactly. And I think, um, like I said, they, they kind of started this with, uh, you know, we're going to do this. And, and some of you, my community should join, you know, join me in this touch blackout of the next thing they know it's, it's, it's spirally and spirally. And an ESPN does an article about it. And Buzzfeed does an article about it. And, and, uh, when it gets to that point of, of this virtual protest, essentially, you know, it's not going to be perfect. And, uh, you're not going to be able to necessarily, um, you know, do everything that you want to do, but just having that mindset in general and having people talk about it in the first place, I think definitely put the pressure on for Twitch to, to do something at, at, at least. And I did notice, you know, bands are rolling out that day, that evening, I believe that Wednesday evening. Um, so they did what they wanted. You know, they had eyes on them. They had people talking about it. They had, even if, you know, folks didn't participate per se, they were still talking about the uh, idea of it. And, and I think that in itself is it's success. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I think we just, again, like we said, have each other's backs. And that's what that was all about, you know, trying to um, put our money where our mouth is pretty much um, and, and, and let them know, hey, we're here and we're not happy. <laughs> Yes, so you can go to our website. It's 1000dreamsfund.org or you can find us on all social media at 1000dreamsfund um, or you can join our Discord. It's discord.gg slash 1000dreamsfund. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much again. Uh, we appreciate you being here, Kayla, sharing you know sharing this with us. Uh, again, guys, uh, go. They've got the, uh, the live streams are popping off right now. We've got Lark online. Obviously, we don't we don't uh, uh that was yesterday um and this doesn't drop until uh tomorrow so uh check check it out though it's a whole d bunch of different lineups of uh, uh all kinds of uh female um artists and streamers and whatnot uh but go to their social media you know they've got the whole schedule up on their twitter on their instagrams so go check them out guys uh, I, I think that uh, that's going to probably do it for us here at Lamb Parties. Lucas, what do you have going on this week, my friend? Did you did you finish The Last of Us 2 yet or or not? Can we talk about it? Uh, when, when can we talk about it? We can talk about it. We can talk about it. We're, I, it I am ready to. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll set something up for that. We'll definitely set something up for that. Uh, but if anything, we've got to at least have an offline conversation. <laughs> I'm curious to see exactly. how you felt about it. Exactly. Exactly. 
Do you have anything else lined up uh, games-wise or or nothing on the docket? Oh, no. On, honestly, I need to decompress yeah. from that entire experience. <laughs> as, as I do I do love that series, but my goodness, you need some counter-pro... I need some counter-programming after finishing that game, that's for sure. <laughs> now that I finished uh, Kakarot, I think I'm going to go back and either finish Red Dead Redemption 2, which I still need to, or Death Stranding. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then, uh, move from there. So I, I'm, I'm terrible. My backlog is ridiculous. You guys don't even want to know. Um, but, <laughs> but that's going to do it for, uh, for us today here on land parties. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you, Kayla, again, for taking your time to talk about the, uh, 1DF and, and sitting here with us and, and jibber jab. And we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's awesome again, like we said, just being able to provide platforms to kind of talk about these these issues and, and topics. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, guys, don't forget, uh, go subscribe, go hit us up on the Twitters, all that good stuff. Uh, go go hit up uh, 1DF. Don't forget about the live streams. You can go and donate there on a live stream. You can go directly to their to their website and and uh, uh, follow and, and, and go and, and donate over there as well. Thank you guys so much again for joining us we hope you have a fantastic rest of your week and you already know what it is we love your faces